1: Welcome back to fight like a girl. I'm Bianca. We're so happy to have you here. I am based in Rev's living room under a blanket. We are still all socially distanced, COVID safe. And Rev, where are you recording from today? Hi guys. Um, I am
2: recording from my bedroom for once. I got ownership of my bedroom back. So I'm pretty happy about
3: that. (laughs) What about you Ella? I'm coming from my, I've mix, I'm mixing it up a bit. I'm mixing it up a bit. I'm in my uh, wardrobe now. So giving that a whirl, trying to trying to keep it fresh. What about your highlight and low light of the week, B?
1: I will start with my highlight. My highlight is I believe that I'm starting to mentally adjust being in lockdown. I'm finally starting to be okay with going down to my basement and playing basketball because that's the best that I can do at the moment they have taken all the hoops down outside where I usually play at oh. and my low light still not being able to see AJ just yet is my low light for me missing her a lot mm, super sad and Rav what is your low light and highlight for this week sorry I nearly burped <laughs> they're loose they're little Okay.
2: My highlight of the week is that because of COVID, Australia Post is obviously running a little bit behind. So my birthday presents is still rolling in. It's great. <laughs> it's like my birthday's still going. And my low light of the week is that I am currently watching a show called Virgin River. And I've just finished it. So I don't have anything to watch now. I know that's a, it's, I'm clutching at straws here. I
1: think everyone listening
2: should give you some ideas. That is a great idea. Great idea. Yeah. If anyone's got
3: any suggestions for things I should watch, pop them through. Ella, what about you? I don't want to depress anyone, but mine's quite low. Toby, who we've spoken about. In the past, my boyfriend, he's, he is an Englishman and his dad is unfortunately very unwell and we're in the process of trying to uh, get him an exemption, travel exemption form to go back to the UK, but it's a really difficult process only a few people get approved just because um, he's going through this doesn't mean he's going to necessarily get approved to go. That's a bit shit Um, along with of course, not knowing if and when he can come back because you're at the mercy of the government when you get let back in. So my highlight is getting my second vaccine booked in, which is very exciting because the closer we get vaccinated, the closer we can get out of this damn lockdown. So that is a highlight. You know, what's really crazy. I, have
2: heard so many different stories about you know the way people are getting back in and how people are also able to leave Mm. it's just so crazy
3: how there's no real standard for sure people who i follow on instagram who are able to travel over for business that doesn't to me doesn't seem essential and then someone's like family of like mother or father can pass away and their exemption can be denied i don't understand that yeah it's pretty wild it's a bit like lucky dip so Mm. we'll see
2: So have you guys been doing much online shopping this lockdown? Because I feel like last time I was doing a lot more of it. And this time I am hardly spending any
3: money. I think I might be the same. I certainly went a bit crazy last lockdown and just bought mm. everything under the sun almost like as a coping mechanism. Um, but this time I'm trying to be a little bit more restrained and not buy mm. as much. What about you, B?
1: I think that I've been in the middle. Like I haven't been outrageously bad but I haven't been good either. What are you buying? More gym gear, more basketball gear. And I, I don't know why I need more. Speaking of, have, have my shoes arrived yet? The shoes you bought me. I love how you're staring at me blankly.
3: Uh, no one home. Mm-hmm. Do I get some shoes? Why does Rav get shoes? I paid for them. She oh, okay. I just used her discount. <laughs> what have you been buying, Ella? So rather than spending my money on going out you know, buying drinks, spending money on nice dinners, all that sort of stuff, I have found a way to spend more money still just by buying stuff for the house because I'm stuck inside every day working Mm. from home. I, I don't know if a lot of people are in the same boat as me, but not being able to do anything has kind of made me focus a little bit more on my finances. And I've started for the first time listening to more finance podcasts, reading some sort of self-help books on finance and just basically got me thinking about what I can probably do in this lockdown to get myself ahead. I don't know if anyone listening has had experience with this, but I got myself into a little bit of debt when I was younger just through making bad decisions and also getting mixed up with a person in a relationship who's sort of bad money habits fell onto me. And I kind of inherited that. And it's something that's, you know, plagued me for a number of years. And I, you know, I've only just started sort of talking to people about it as I come out of it. And it just made me think if, if anyone else listening, or if you guys have ever had an experience with inheriting debt or what I like to call sexually transmitted debt, I hear it's quite common. Look.
2: Yeah, that's a lot. And I'm sorry that you had to go through that, firstly. That's really shit. If you don't mind, I've got a question about yeah. this situation. Did you guys share money? Like how how did you end up inheriting
3: the debt? So I was quite a bit younger than this person and was just sort of starting out in my career. And they mm. were, as I said, a lot older and a lot more established with a high-paying job and all that sort of stuff and a mortgage. I was living with that person in his home and paying and the contributing to the mortgage. Um, it got to a point where he took redundancy from work and we were like, okay, you can have six months off work. And the six months turned into 12 months, 12 months turned into 18 months and it, 18 months turned into two years. And he wasn't earning an income in that entire time. So me mm. as a 22 year old uh, was paying the vast majority of groceries and you know, the mortgage and it meant that I was racking up credit card debt. So it meant that when that relationship imploded, Not only did I have nothing when I left to completely start again and also was deep into debt and look, you know, looking back now, I I was so young and there were so many, there would be so many things I would do differently if that happened to me at this age, but it is a learning experience and I'm sure I'm not the only one. Did you have visibility over his finances or was it just whatever he was telling you? Yeah, I didn't have visibility over his finances. We didn't have joint bank account or anything like that. Yeah, it was just basically what he was telling me. he was telling me. And that's another thing, I'm a soft touch. I feel sorry for people, so I'd rather like put myself.
1: But I think there's getting to know you more and more. You you're absolutely someone who wears your heart on your sleeve, and I don't think that's a fault of yours at all. This is like one of those situations
2: where when we have obviously you know sexual assault victims, they're victims. They're, it's not their fault. Mm. I don't think this is your fault, but. I do think going through things like that teaches you a lot. There's absolutely no doubt about that.
3: Thanks, Rav. What about you, B? What? how do you typically manage money when you're in a relationship? In past relationships,
1: I have had, you know, my own account and then a, a joint one with them. And the joint account is is used for activities that you guys do together, um, any I guess expenses that you guys have together. But yeah, I, I guess for me. I would always have that joint account. Cause there, I guess there should be that level of trust with them. And then you also have your own, I suppose. What about you, Rav?
2: Um, so I've actually been married and I've had the joint account, but I think it was a little bit different for us. Like we didn't have sort of money just going into one centralized place where everyone could see who was getting paid, what it was yeah. more, we had our own separate accounts and, then we had a couple of joint accounts for things like saving for a house or saving to go on a holiday. It was very much segregated, but I've had a pretty bad experience doing that. I don't know if I would recommend it. I, I think yeah. before having experienced that, I definitely thought that it was a way to go. If if you're in a relationship, if you're in a serious relationship, or if you're living with someone, of course you would combine your finances. That's what you do, right? but yeah, I I got fucked over. You know, obviously the question was put out to our followers about what their thoughts were. And I actually had a few people saying that it would help in case of like a mortgage application and stuff like that, but I'm sorry, that's bullshit. It just means you have more paperwork to show if you keep your finances separate. So I, I just don't think that it's true that it really provides any benefit. If I was to ever end up in a situation like that again, I would even get a prenup. Oh. Wow, okay. I don't think that I would ever leave myself that financially vulnerable again because I thought that that trust was there, but things for me started coming to light when we I started to notice, you know, him using accidentally the wrong card when he was mm-hmm. out doing things and I'd be like, "Oh." Mm. What's, what's that place? <laughs> Never heard of that before. What is that? You know what I mean? A lot of cracks started to appear in the relationship that way. And I started to pick up on things that maybe I shouldn't have. When, when our relationship broke down, the dividing of the money was, wasn't handled well at all. It, it was almost like a money grab and snatch situation. So
3: awful.
2: I would encourage everyone to be very careful doing that never again will I give someone access to my money
3: like that. Cause I work fucking hard. I'm yeah. not going to let anyone take that shit from me again. And look, it's probably worth noting as well. Like you don't even have to be married for, mm. you know, for that to become an issue We're all, you know, 18 months in you're in a de facto relationship. And that means you are entitled to half of what somebody owns. And mm. you're also entitled to almost half of what they, like if they've got debt, that's on you as well. So, yeah. I think it's yeah, it's a really tricky situation and I think talking about it is really important because I didn't have a lot of money discussion growing up. My parents are quite old school and it was I was sort of taught like you don't talk about money. And so I've never really given it much thought and then when I got myself in this situation quite young, I probably had my head in the sand for the first couple of years about it because I just was like, "Oh god, what have I done?" and it'll go away if I don't open that, you know, letter from the bank. Um, <laughs> but yeah, look, it's all fine now. And I'm absolutely fine. It was a very big learning experience, but it did just get me thinking. And I wonder, is there ever a right time to get a joint bank account with somebody? Like if how early into the
1: relationship? I think for me, if I'm in a relationship, I'm 110% and I'm going to give that person everything I have and straight off the bat yeah
2: yeah okay you can tell who the cynical one is here yeah.
1: <laughs> stop, it, <Rav. clears throat> stop it uh yeah i'm gonna give that person 110 percent of who i am and if that bites me in the ass then it bites me in the ass if i'm with someone and i see myself marrying them it, so well if it does bite you in the ass B, have got some advice sorry <laughs> been there done that <laughs> so so rav i have a question when when you guys got divorced, did he have debt himself or he just took
2: more of the cake? When we got divorced, we didn't have any, we didn't have any assets to split up. It was just actual liquid cash that he had access to. And- he basically took a chunk of it without having a conversation. So whether it was a fair amount or not, it, I think fair is when you actually sit down and have a conversation about it and there's agreement from both parties and that didn't happen. It was just missing, I literally logged into the account and it was gone. Whoa. I don't, I don't think that that's the right way to go
1: about it. That is mad, Ella, Rev. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fucked.
2: You know, to answer your question, Ella, I don't think that there's a right or wrong time necessarily to do it. I think your experiences really warp you. Obviously I would be less inclined to jump into something like that. You just have to find what works for you, right? Like despite things going sour for me in my relationship, I do think that the setup that we had at that time was actually not bad. We had our joint account that was for bills and then we had a joint savings account and then we had our own separate accounts as well. And at the beginning, we had like an agreed amount of money that we were transferring into the bills account and then the savings account. But I was earning less than him at the beginning of our relationship and I just had no money ever. And it was funny because I went from, you know, being single and having all this money to do whatever the fuck I wanted to being in a relationship where you would think you'd have more power, you know, power and in what's the word power and power users. by numbers power yeah numbers? something like that i don't yeah. know english <laughs> is my second language so whatever <laughs> <laughs> um yeah power in numbers and but that was not the case for me i was like what the hell is going on how do i have no money to do anything right
0: hmm. and
2: he did not get that through his head for a long time like i would just be bitching and moaning about not having any money and he was just like oh well maybe
3: you should go get a better job oh my god wow such a great guy again anyway. (laughs) Wow. So then when we had that
2: conversation to realign our approach to our joint finances, it changed from X amount to X percentage. And that was more fair. We would say, you know, X amount needs to go into the bills account because we know what the bills are. They're fixed, right? But then when Mm. it came to savings, it was a percentage and then you keep the rest of it for yourself. Mm. But again, this is where you start towing the line of financial abuse, right? Because despite me having my own money, I was still getting comments from him about that.
3: That's where I don't think it's fair. Guilty comments making you feel guilty.
2: Yeah. Like I remember it was my brother's wedding. I bought a really nice handbag. I like handbags. It's my thing. Let it go. And he made a comment saying that his other friend's girlfriends and wives don't buy stuff like that. And I'm so superficial. And I was like, hang on a minute. That's there. That's on them. It's it, right. to their own. It's not my business and it's not their business to be all up in my grill about what I'm buying. It's my money. Exactly.
1: And you absolutely work very hard for your money, Rev. So you should be able to, you know, treat yourself. Anyway, obviously this is a touchy subject for me. <laughs>
2: Oh, and for me, God. I I just think you need to be, as as women as well, we need to be very careful when it comes to money. I don't ever want to be in a position where I'm dependent on a man, especially not financially. And I also don't need anyone, let alone a man, telling me how to spend my money. Absolutely.
3: Couldn't agree more. That's that's me too. I have certainly learned from my mistakes and no matter how happy I am or whatever with my relationship I'm always going to make sure that I'm financially independent because you never know what's going to happen and I never want to be beholden to a man just to live and yeah. I know that's for, sadly for some women that's that's the case where they've left the workforce to have children and yeah they don't have access to any kind of money except for what their husband earns. And that's why they stick around. You know, I think that's really good advice, Rav.
2: Um, I know we put a poll out about what people think about whether it's good to have shared finances in a relationship or not. What are your thoughts? I'm obviously on the
3: no side. What about you guys? I'm yes to a shared bank account for expenses. Everything else goes into your own account and I also think a shared savings account for things like holidays or if you're getting married or something like that. But that's that's as far as it goes. What about you, Be?
1: Yeah, I'm the same as you, Ella. I think you still have your finances coming in from your work, but you have that shared account with your partner for holidays, rent, utilities, all of that kind of stuff. And then I guess the money that you keep is either stuff you want to spend on yourself or it's for different, I don't know, emergencies. As in a book that I've just read, he calls it his fire extinguisher account.
2: So we put up a question box on our Instagram page asking what people's thoughts were. So we'll talk about specific examples in a second, but I then put up a poll on my Instagram page just to get like a pulse check as to whether people were on the good or bad side of sharing money. At the beginning, it looked like more people were saying it was bad, but then towards the end of that 24 hour period, it actually swung the other way. 52% of people said that they think it's good to share money and 48% said it was bad. Interestingly though, out of the people that said it was a good idea to share money, 75% of those people were women.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Okay.
2: So men, not as many men thought it was a good idea. And then that was obviously cemented on the other side when I saw how many people said it was bad to share money because only 42% of those votes were women. So a majority were men that said it was a bad idea to share money.
3: Mm, Very interesting.
2: It really doesn't surprise me because I I think Mm. that this goes back to sort of what we were talking about in the last episode about, you know, pay gaps. Maybe men earning more means they're wanting to hold on to their money. They're more protective. Yeah. Anyway, we won't talk about that. We've already spoken about that last episode. But what do you guys think about that? I know, I know we got some comments and there seemed to be a little bit of feedback around people thinking that it was a good idea when they start to have kids. What's the difference when you have kids?
3: Well, there's so many expenses that come from having a kid. Like it's insane their doctor's bills clothes shoes schooling sport music whatever it's really costly daycare i would say should be a shared expense given it's 110 dollars a day i'm not saying
2: it shouldn't be shared i'm saying why do we need to combine finances to figure that out i think
3: that's just like the only way to potentially control it if each of you have money going into a shared account that's another thing. One of my previous relationships, I was the one that had the all of the bills in my name and I had to like chase this person that I was with to transfer me the money. And it got to a point where I would, there'd be things I would forget to ask for or it just got t- too much time passed. And I was like, oh, forget it. I was probably out of pocket quite substantially from that as well, just because we weren't using a shared bank account. And I
1: guess when it's, if you've got like a card, like that card should be used when you're going out to buy stuff For your kids and that way it's it's always split yeah
2: I I totally get where you're both coming from but I guess just for me I think just having a joint account doesn't stop somebody from literally dipping in and taking everything So Ella, I know you were saying that you didn't really grow up talking about money a whole lot. What do you sort of rely on now as a bit of a resource to help you with money?
3: So I'm actually reading a great book called She's on the Money, which is also a very popular podcast. I know a lot of our listeners also listen to that podcast. She's on the Money is great because it was created by a financial advisor, Victoria Devine, who felt like a lot of the financial advice out there is quite antiquated in that it only really pertains to men and their financial situations and their earning capacity and that sort of thing. There wasn't, she found there wasn't a lot out there for women in terms of factoring in their super contributions, which are often interrupted because they take time off to have babies and that sort of thing. So that's why she's been so popular because a lot of women really resonate with the advice that she's giving. So that's who I am listening
1: to and reading right now. What about you, B? I I would love to listen to that. The one that I have read is a book by an Australian guy. It's called Barefoot Investor. I'm sure some of you guys have read it. Uh, the main point that he tries to get across is you have your income and he divides it into different percentages.
2: Yeah, that one's really popular, B I've actually read that one as well. Thanks for thanks for sharing that, guys. Um, we'll leave it in the show notes, so if anyone wants to have a listen or read, they can. And also,
3: if people have got any advice for other great resources that you can recommend, pop it on our socials. Yeah, at Fight Like a Girl Pod, follow us, subscribe, rate and review, give us love, pull <laughs> the likes. Right, that's that money chat out of the way. No more doom and gloom. Mm. We're all in lockdown. There's nothing we can do about it. So, what have people been doing to get them through? What game? You've been playing any fun games? I
2: have a bone to pick with both of you. Oh, I've been trying to play words with friends with both of you, and neither hey. of you are playing me back. You bitches! I'm sorry,
3: I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm terrible. I like I'll remember like five days later, and it's like Rav R ah, has nudged you. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'll do better, Rav. I'll do better.
1: I'll do better too. I got to get some better words in my vocabulary too. (laughs) Our game timed out. You were that slow. What happens with the win there? Did you actually get the win? Of course I did.
2: Too slow. You snooze, you lose, hun. Oh, no. Them's the rules. My competitive streak is coming out. I hate when I lose. (laughs) So words with friends for me, but no one's actually playing me.
3: (laughs) Oh, that's so sad. Well, I have, (laughs) I obviously have a, you know, person I'm living with, so (laughs) <laughs> sorry it just makes toby sound like this like weird housemate no toby and i play backgammon scrabble and then we've also been jumping onto the online trivia with friends and and that, and this funny sort of chinese whispers meets pictionary game online which is super fun so that's been us
1: for me uh last weekend i jumped online with my girlfriend and Um, some mutual friends of ours and we did online trivia and it was quite funny. I learned about myself that I'm terrible at trivia. AJ's quite good at it. She carried the team for sure. Don't have me on your trivia team. (laughs) (laughs) Julie noted
3: I'm super competitive so I'm glad that you flagged that now because... I won't ever put you on my team
1: <laughs> if it's anything sport related. I'm I'm good, but nothing else. No. Well, I feel like our different
3: strengths combined could make for quite a decent
1: trivia team. Maybe there should be a fight fight like a girl trivia night. Ooh, like where we it. where we invite all of our listeners and we take
2: them on. Look, I'm still trying to figure out how to podcast via Zoom. <laughs> yeah, baby steps. <laughs> but yes, good good idea, B. Just as another game to play when you're at home, I actually came across these cards by Flex Mummy. I don't know if you guys have heard of her, but she's, she's a DJ and she has created these cards that are designed to be almost like conversation starters. And they're categorized into different things like, you know, never have I ever or would okay. you rather. Uh, so I got my hands on a few of those. I thought they'd be fun as like a party game as well when you're drinking but then we went into lockdown so I haven't been <laughs> able to use them so if you guys want we can do a rapid fire round of some questions oh, yes let's... super keen yes let's do it let's go we've got four different categories here we can do questions about sex never have I ever general conversation starters or would you rather six yeah why not sex? all okay. right I'm just gonna pick a random card you guys ready Bianca you're going first
1: all right I'm going first
2: Oh, wow. I, I promise you I didn't mean to pull this card out. This is oh, dear. A Here she goes. Fluke. Here she goes. Are sex toys only for people who aren't sexually satisfied?
3: <laughs> no, of course not.
1: Sex toys are for anyone that wants to use them.
3: Yeah, but he's right. They're absolutely for any situation. I don't think it's just because people aren't satisfied with the, what their partner's doing. It can be incorporated into your sex life it might fill a void if you're alone one weekend it might help you explore what you like what do you reckon rav
1: yeah i agree with all of the above aligned
2: next do you care if your sexual partner doesn't climax aka come
3: (laughs) (laughs) did it does it does it have that on there no i made that up. oh you love that word (laughs) well i think there's going to be two schools of thought here there is yeah, because if a guy doesn't come, it's a bit weird. Because sort of pretty easy for them. It's like it is what it is. They they come. I feel like Bianca might have a different view on this because women can be a little bit more fickle in that regard. Yep. B.
1: Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent agree. I think being being a, a proud lesbian, I get most satisfaction of when my partner. Comes so lesbian sex is a is a lot of I guess foreplay you would call it
3: love it God if only everyone's sex life was like that it sounds like everyone's having a great time
1: (laughs) yeah I mean you just you just keep going really
3: I feel like we're missing out Rav
1: (laughs) what do you think Rav
2: um yeah I I agree with Ella because obviously I'm straight so if I'm Mm. with a man and he doesn't finish I am a little bit confused I would be. Like, I can't say that that's ever happened to me yet. (laughs) Hopefully it doesn't. But you know what I mean? Like, it it, it seems very mechanical. So it's like, if it doesn't happen, you're a bit like, what the fuck's going on here?
3: Yeah. Uh,
2: But if the shoe's on the other foot, I wouldn't want them to be offended if it didn't happen for me.
3: Yeah. That feeds into that point, though, that we're a little bit more complicated down there. It's not just like so mechanical.
2: Yeah. And it's not just about down there. Like, it's, it's emotional as well, I think. Yeah. And it can be quite mental so if it's not happening yeah. every single time then don't beat yourself up about it but if it's not happening at all ever then you need a chat get those toys out <laughs> <laughs> Do we do one more
3: one more one more
2: let's go have you ever considered abstinence uh no mm. absolutely not no
1: <laughs> <laughs> Rab, yeah. what do you
2: think no no definitely not so Yeah, don't think that's going to change anytime soon. Love it. That was fun, guys. It was. Hopefully not TMI for anyone, but we did warn you, it's going to get nasty. (laughs) (laughs) What's the game called again? It's called Let's Talk About Sex, Baby. Let's talk about you
1: and me. Well, on that note we'll wrap it up guys thank you for tuning in thank you for listening thank you for your positive feedback every single week loving all the love keep it coming subscribe like review please we love you
3: (laughs) yes thank you so much guys for listening we really appreciate you and love all the support and we will catch you next time bye Bye, guys
0: bye.
1: Bye. Like we do it, like we do it, like we do it, guys. What is abstinence?
3: Oh, my God. Well, I'm guessing you've never abst-
0: no, even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50